0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome to the video, and if you're listening to the podcast, welcome to another installment of the Phantom Cast. I am your host, Phantom. This is a gaming podcast talking about any and all things gaming that I really love, and a bunch of other stuff every now and then. So, what I want to talk about today is Fallout first, and just as a record, this isn't scripted, this is just my reaction. I didn't get a chance to record this yesterday when it happened, but I wanted to record it now, because honestly... I'm pretty pissed and I'm not pissed because it's broken and listen we're gonna talk about the fact that it launched broken I'm pissed because it's insulting you know it's someone who is a fan of fallout let alone who is, is trying to continuously every day to, to try and enjoy fallout 76 when I see this like I feel insulted not because they're doing it, because I understand, right? You you have private servers now. You have to you have to you know most companies rent out private servers, it's not just free for all, because that how would you keep the fucking lights on, right? That's fine. And my friend Salt talked about this in our Discord the other day. The price point, realistically, for the private server, is not horrid. Before you jump into the comments and crucify me, let me explain. Most companies that offer private servers tend to charge around this much. Why it's insulting and why it's such a stupid idea is because Fallout 76 is still more or less a buggy game. This game released a year ago in the worst, the worst state it could have released in, hands down. And it was buggy. It was broken. Things didn't work. It was it was a mess. Right. It almost seemed like Bethesda pushed this game out just so they could be like, "Here, this will to- you know, this will hold you over until Skyrim six or Elder Scrolls six, Hammerfall, right? Until Starfield, until Fallout 5. But the problem with it. Is that because it released in such a buggy state, they put themselves in a hole. They put themselves in a doghouse. Fans were not happy. Fans were not satisfied. Fans were let down. And they were angry. And every time they tried to patch or fix something in 76, more things got broken. More things were bugged. And this was just continuous through the year. And Bethesda has tried to make, you know, amends. And they've tried to fix things. You know, they've added instances. They've added raid-like encounters. They added the Battle Royale mode. They added a PvP server (laughs) that was in a buggy mess when it launched and had some really bad uh, exploits. And then they took it down because they said they want to fix it because they want to put it up in a better state. That's fine. Then there's the Atomic Shop. Where they charge you exuberant amounts of money for their cosmetics, and I mean I mean exuberant just based off the conversion rate, it's essentially one for one. Kind of, it's it's five dollars for five hundred atoms, and five hundred atoms you're lucky if it gets you a paint job. You know, Angry Joe makes the great <laughs> makes the great distinction. You want me to pay eight dollars for blue? I'll try and put that clip in here. Um, and the audio in it for the podcast, but 650 atoms per month to use in the atomic shop, the fucking atomic shop. It is a joke. All of the microtransactions in fallout 76 have been a joke. What are you going to spend on that on fucking blue? You're going to spend it on fucking blue for fucking blue. You want me to spend $18 for fucking blue. What is this evolve? There's that. And they give away some things for free. Like, I logged on 76 today because I wanted to just kind of play it. Because I stopped very early on. And I I wanted to try and experience it. So that way I can fully say, okay, this is garbage, right? And there was a lot of stuff for free. You know, little icons. Little uh, paint jobs. Some hair styles. Some camp accessories. You know, this, that, and the third. And they're running these giant sales. Which is fine and all. But... The fact of the matter is, when you release a broken game for $60, that immediately companies and other countries are trying to give it away, and then you open up this microtransaction store, and then you, open it, you put in items that affect how the game is played. Because now instead of going to a workbench to repair your items, you just go to the Atomic store and you buy repair kits, and you repair your items that way. You can't come in here with your handout and go money please it, it doesn't work like that so that's why it's insulting because there's still a community out there there are still people that love this game there's you know juice head on YouTube he makes fallout videos all the time and he still plays fallout 76 there's people on Instagram that I still follow that play fallout 76 that take screenshots and upload them to their Instagram and they have a fallout 76 or a fallout themed Instagram and there's people like me that just want to try to enjoy the game and they want to experience it and they essentially, we, we as gamers and we as the community get backhanded by Bethesda and say, you thought you could enjoy all this stuff? No. No, give us more money. On top of this on top of all of this They, the, not expansion, but I guess the update, you know, the update that was supposed to change the game, right? You know, we had uh, Wild Appalachia, which brought the the Frontier Scouts, and it brought backpacks and refrigerators, and okay, that's kind of cool. Then we had Nuclear Winter, which brought the BR mode, which is pretty fun, I'm not going to lie. I haven't played it since launch, but when it launched, I had a great time. Then they promised the change. What I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, like <laughs> Wastelanders. Wastelanders was going to introduce NPCs, quest lines, and it was going to make this game feel a little bit more like a Fallout game. And I say a little because you know it's very different. What do they do? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Fallout first. You gotta pay us a hundred dollars a year if you want private servers. And a bunch of other stuff. By the way, Wastelanders delayed till 2020. You're not getting that before the end of the year. <laughs> you thought. And you know, it just works. <laughs> but memes aside, this, you know, let's let's just look at this. While we're already here, right? Fallout first. You know, they got this, they made this new little graphic of Vault Boy in a bellhop suit with a gold member card. It's his first member. Uh, Let's see, Private Worlds, Scrapboxes, and more come to Fallout 76 with Fallout 1st. We have consistently worked, now this is what they posted on the 23rd, right, this is two days ago from the time of this recording. We have consistently worked to improve and evolve the experience based on your feedback. That is why we're excited to launch Fallout 1st, a premium membership that offers something players have been asking for since before launch. Private Worlds for you and select friends. Now. Before we go on, someone said that in an interview around E3 or one of the conventions, Todd Howard said, private worlds are coming. And they said they weren't going to charge us. Now, I don't know if that was actually true. I do remember him saying private servers were coming. I don't remember if he said they were going to be just there. So, I just wanted to bring that up before we jump into this world. So, let's see. Um... Premium membership that offers something, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that, that was the top line. That was the flavor text. Fallout First also includes a host of exclusive items and membership bonuses of all, which you can find detailed below. And the best part, it's available right now. <laughs> I don't know if it says, the. Uh, I don't think it's available right now. I mean, you could, you could probably sign up for it, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know if it's, uh... I don't know if it's uh if it's ready yet, so we're gonna we're gonna zoom in on this, right? Just so it's easier to, to show them. No. Zoom in. Alright, we're not zooming in. Whatever. Okay, so Fallout First Member Benefits. Private worlds. Play in a private world exclusively for you and up to seven friends. Okay, an A player private server. That's that's okay. Alright, yeah. Scrapbox. Unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new scrap box container. Okay. Survival tent. A new placeable fast travel point with a stash, sleeping bag, and more for your basic needs. So essentially it's like a bare bones camp. It's like the Overseers camp. Um You know, so you don't I guess you don't have to spend the materials to make it. It's probably really cheap to put up. Atoms, their in-game currency, receive sixteen hundred and fifty atoms per month to use in the atomic shop. So you pay them thirteen dollars per month and they give you about sixteen fifty. In Atoms to then go and buy things from their microtransaction store. Ranger Armor Outfit, an iconic Fallout outfit exclusively for members. So before you ask, yes, it is the uh I almost said it the N7 Ranger. It is the NCR Ranger from New Vegas. You know, the game made by Obsidian. You know. Fallout. Arguably the best Fallout, depending who you ask. Uh, icons and emotes pack, unique icons and emotes available only to members, so $13 a month, which is a dollar more than a World of Warcraft subscription, by the way, or $100 a year, which is, let me do the math real quick, I want to say about $30 more expensive than a World of Warcraft subscription, I'm just going based off MMOs, right, because this is what they're trying to market this as, Destiny doesn't even fucking charge this. Like everybody shit, you know, everyone was shitting on Destiny for a long time, and then Bungie was like, you know, games free to play. You want the expansion? That's it. You can pay for the expansion. Game's free to play. Go. Have fun." And that game has private matches for Crucible. I'm just saying. So, they give you all this stuff, right? And then they go on to talk about the private world and the 1600 a month and, you know, the scrap box that looks real nice and the tent and the ranger outfit. You know, it's got the visor and everything. You don't have the big iron, though. They got a little robot. You know, see this right here? This is a dinky little Protectron robot emote. And then here it is Fallout First will be available as a one month membership, or you can purchase a yearly membership for a 36% discount over the monthly rate as shown on our website. If you cancel your membership or it expires, you will still be able to access any atoms received as well as the resources stored in your scrap box. Cancellation will be effective at the end of the then-current membership term. So if you buy it for one month, say you're like, I'll give Bethesda $13, I want free atoms that I don't have to play the game to get, I want the scrap box, whatever. Uh, You will still be able to use the resources in the scrap box. I don't think you can continue to store things in it, I don't know. But one month, and twelve month, and honestly, I it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't care if you're a diehard Fallout 76 fan. Good for you. Like if you really enjoy this game and you find ways to make it fun, you, you build you, you like you build massive camps, or you and your friends do some stupid things with the AI and you make YouTube videos out of it or TikToks out of it. Good for you. Like I'm very I'm actually really happy for you. They released a sixty dollar game that was unfinished, unpolished, and broken. They then promised an i ex- am I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna call it an expansion. Because that's what it is. It's it's expanding the game. They promised an expansion and delayed it. And on top of that, they sat there and said, Private servers are gonna cost money. We'll give you some in game stuff. Well, we need the money, though. And to me, that's bullshit. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. No, I'm not gonna... No. No, Todd. No, Pete Hines. No, Bethesda. Can't do this. And we, as a community, cannot sit here and take it. On Instagram, they started the hashtag, uh, We're not gonna take it, Bethesda. And I've used it a couple times. Because I think this is absurd. I really do. I think this is dumb. So let's get into the memes of it, right? Let's get into the memes. Two things happened when they announced this. A, uh, they didn't secure the name name fast enough. So some dude on Reddit claimed the, the domain, sorry, domain, domain, falloutfirst.com. Bethesda does not have that website. So that's why if you want to do this, you have to go to Bethesda's website. You can't go to, you know, FalloutFirst.com to do. No, you gotta do a Bethesda site. That's the first thing. Second thing, let's go down here again. Let's go here. See the scrap box? Let's read. So, as a member of Fallout First, you also gain access to your own private scrap box. Use the scrap box to store all your crafting components so they aren't taking up space in your stash box. The scrap box has unlimited storage, so no need to worry about picking and choosing when it comes to hoarding scrap. It's broken. Like, most things in Fallout 76. It is deleting items that players are putting in. So this is live. People have already started paying it, unfortunately. And they're putting their items in their vault Tech Scrapper box. Whatever, their scrapper, the scrap box. They're storing them. And it's taking those items and fucking deleting them. And people are livid. There was a news article, here here, here we go, 43 minutes ago, 43 minutes ago by uh, Ars Technica, Bethesda pledges to fix early Fallout first bugs and complaints, so Bethesda launched their $100 a year private world service uh, inside Fallout 76 and drew controversy for charging features that some feel should have been included with the base game. But the service's first few days have also been affected by a number of unexpected and unintended issues that Bethesda now says it's addressing. So let's see what the issues are. Users can't seem to create a truly private world only available to invited guests. Instead, Fallout 1st worlds are currently visible and accessible by anyone on the subscriber's friend list. That's nutty. Um... Massive friends for trading purposes don't necessarily want those partners hopping in. Yeah, no one wants those people to come in here. Bethesda came out to Polygon and said, We understand this is not what players expected for their private worlds. We're looking to provide an option in a, an upcoming patch that will allow Fallout First members to restrict access to their servers more completely. Why isn't it in the game? Why isn't it at launch, Bethesda? You want to release this? You want to do this? Double down. Go all in. Don't half-ass these things anymore. I'm sick, and I I really, oh my, I really am. And I don't, I'm not trying to rage, but I'm sick of companies releasing half-baked games or half-baked patches. Oh, oh, it'll get fixed later. No, I went through two Destiny launches and had to tell people that it'll get get better later. Thank God, Destiny 2 is in a great place right now. It, honest to God, is. I played Mayhem with my clan last night. We stomped. It was fun. But I shouldn't have had to wait for that. That's why single-player games, I think, are are just that much better than these games as a service. And I love Destiny. I love World of Warcraft. But single-player games, like The Last of Us 2, Naughty Dog delayed it. Good. That means Naughty Dog sat there and was like, you know what? We could probably get it out. Why don't we take a little more time and make sure it's really polished? That's why The Last of Us 1 got raving reviews. That's why that game was game of the year. That's why it was argued to be the best game of that console generation. And it was immediately ported to the next gen. Because why? Because Naughty Dog knew that it was a great game. And they knew most people had a PS4. So they said, you know what? Let's get these people this game. Put it in their hands. It's great. The Outer Worlds. Single player game. Obsidian Entertainment, guys who made New Vegas. From what I've heard, it's pretty bug free. It's pretty good. I'm not saying all single player games are bug free and they're just perfect at launch. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's a lot easier for companies to maintain that than a game as a service. Especially when a company isn't used to doing that. Bungie learned from Destiny 1. So now they're bringing it into Destiny 2. They've become transparent. They talk to their community. They tell their community what's wrong. Bethesda's not used to that. Bethesda makes, you know, a game every, and I mean like mainland Bethesda Game Studios, makes a game like every four years. And they still come out buggy, because they're just so big, because of the engine. So if you're going to put something like this in your game as a service, make sure it fucking works. Otherwise we'll keep getting anthems. And nobody wants that. So here we go. Other players say they've noticed problems with the scrap box, a Fallout First exclusive feature that allows unlimited item storage. Players are report are reporting that they're losing items after they placed in the box, especially when trying to access them in worlds controlled by other players. Okay. This is merely a display issue and that all Scrapbox items were safe. Bethesda now tells Polygon, quote, We have since found that a small number of players have in fact experienced a loss of scrap items after placing them into the scrap box and then loading into a world. Resolving this issue is currently our top priority. We are also exploring ways to restore the missing items. I hope so. Especially if you're charging players for this. I hope you give them their scrap back. Because camp building is a big part of Fallout 76 and crafting is a big part ever since Fallout 4. A big part of the game. And it takes, you can't just, like, scraps not abundant. I took a scrapyard over today. I tried putting, you know, resource collectors in. I was out of gears. And now I I was just like, oh, I guess I have to leave because there was nowhere for me to get gears. I had to go scrap. I had to go scrounge. That's the point of the game. That was the design choice. That was the, the, oh, the immersion mechanic that they wanted to bring in from Fallout 4. And arguably New Vegas, because New Vegas, you could mod your weapons. You couldn't scrap, but you could mod them. And then apparently the most serious, we're reading this all, guys, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm reading this article, you know, verbatim for the most part. The most serious accusation from Fallout's first players, though, is that the newly created private worlds they're accessing are actually being reallocated from old server instances. Players report seeing dead NPCs, looted junk, and other abnormalities in their worlds from the jump, suggesting someone else had actually been using that virtual space before them. Bethesda tells Polygon, that's not actually what's happening. Quote, when a Fallout 1st member starts a private world, a dedicated world is launched on an uh, Amazon Web Service, or Amazon Web Services server, the company said. Sightings of pre containers on, quote, new servers are likely relics from uh, recent lootings of that same container on another server, which have always persisted across new logins for a time. I, I just don't get it. I don't Bethesda. Why? Just just why? All right. Look at this. Just this this look like this is, this is nice, right? This is a nice little ball, ball boy, a little bellhop suit is like you're a first member, kid. You're special. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to rant anymore I'm upset and people say you know oh you're still gonna play the game it's, and it's like well I bought it right there are only a handful of games I've ever paid full price in return because I didn't like them I want to like Fallout 76 and when I play co-op I have fun when me and Saul played it it was fun playing solo ah, eh. but that's more because I, I was doing quests that I had done before you got to break through that you get to the new stuff then it becomes more interesting there's more lore to find. More tidbits and stuff. I just hope... I really hope... When they decide to make Fallout 5... I hope one of two things. One... They consult Obsidian. Even if they don't bring them on board. I don't know if they can because Microsoft owns them. Consult them. Or even if they don't... Look back at New Vegas... Look back at look back at three. Look back at the original two Fallouts. Look at what made those games good. Fallout 4 wasn't a bad game. People had a lot of problems with it, though. Fallout 76. Yeah, it was a bad game. Kinda still is. I'm not gonna lie. But look at look at all the options the other games gave us. New Vegas in particular, because boy, New Vegas is fucking packed. You have reputation with different factions, you have a morality system, you have rep lockouts based on your morality, it's it's insane. There's level, there's enemy scaling, there's leveling, there's all these different things that really make that game special. And I think Bethesda, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, as a Fallout fan, I think you've lost your touch I think you've gotten too concerned about other things. You made a big stand a couple years ago at E3 about how you want to bring single-player games back. Back to the forefront. Okay. Show me. Maybe Starfield's going to be great. Maybe Elder Scrolls VI is going to be great. Maybe you're going to change your engine. I don't know. Maybe Fallout 5 is going to be like Fallout New Vegas 2. Maybe you're going to listen to your fans, and you're going to read the room. I don't know if you are. I hope you do. Because I would like to support you as a company, and I would like to buy games. Shit, I buy a lot of Fallout merch. Look at this little guy. My friend picked this up at a convention. It's a Best Buy exclusive Brotherhood of Steel member. He looks sick because he's got Best Buy colors, so he looks like a Fallout vault boy. Got a little headlamp and shit. It's dope. I've got a Nick Valentine detective agency light behind me. I'm looking behind me, I don't know if I have any more Fallout stuff. Uh, I think, yeah, I think most of my Fallout stuff is is away. But, I digress. Fallout 1st is broken, and I believe that it is an insult to the community that still plays Fallout 76. I will not be buying it. What you do with your money is your own business, and I cannot tell you how to spend it. But, I would encourage you to just think about everything that's happened this year with this game when you go forward thank you guys so much for watching this video and thank you guys so much for listening over on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify whatever you find this video or this podcast wherever you find it that's going to be it for me today if you did like the video make sure you click the subscribe button hit the like button ding my bell let me know in the comments below what you think of fallout 76 and what you think about the fallout first project initiative whatever the i don't know What do you think of it? Is it stupid? I want to know. So let me know down below if you're listening on the podcast. uh, Make sure you subscribe and please, please share this with any gamers in your life. And other than that, let me know if, you know, somewhere on the internet, let me know if you guys liked this. I wish you guys nothing but the best. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will talk to you next time.